movie has good intentions and a flawed delivery. Today I'm talking about they slash them. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. movie friends welcome to scott's self-indulgent movie podcast i am scott and today i'm talking about uh, a recent horror release ex- exclusive to peacock which is they slash them and it's a movie that hasn't been reviewed very well and i think that there might be a presumption that there's kind of a an angry <laughs> reviewer group based on the premise alone and i would say having seen it i do not think that is the case i am all, always open to discussions but i firmly believe that this movie has its heart in the right place it's just that the delivery is just a bit off so without further ado let's get started I don't blame anyone who was suspicious of this movie based on the title. Not the right-wing Jagovs, they can eat rocks. But if you're a queer person or queer ally, hearing that a slasher is called they slash them sounds like one of the biggest red flags imaginable. It gets better, though, the more you hear about it. The movie is about a conversion therapy camp, our cast is full of queer representation of all kinds, and the leaders of this camp are portrayed as villains. So, good. But that begs the question, are, why are people aren't people going gaga for this movie? Well, I've got a couple of theories. The film takes place at a conversion therapy camp called Whistler Camp, where a bus full of queer youth has just been dropped off. But despite the camp's intended goal, many of the new campers are alarmed to see how agreeable all of the counselors are and how positive their initial impression is. But the longer they stay at the camp, the more of the camp's dark secrets come to life, and the higher the body count rises. So I want to start things off by saying this movie does a ton of individual things right. In terms of casting, it's a home run with tons of queer leads of all shapes, sizes, and shapes, <laughs> shapes and sizes of the community being represented and being supportive to one another. We also have queer romance portrayed as both sweet and sexy, and the film does its level best to avoid the exceedingly tired barrier gaze trope, aka the practice of almost every gay character being killed off tragically or murdered. So why am I not giving this movie a glowing recommendation? Because story-wise and thematically, the movie is a bit of a mess. I think this movie is a great example of what happens when a movie has too many ideas on its plate. The core, and seemingly the main idea, about the horror of facilities of facilities like Whistler Camp is very solid. The key to a lot of modern homophobia is that it has shifted from blatant intolerance, at least publicly, and is instead caging itself in protecting kids and adopting accepting language elsewhere. For instance, I'm pretty sure the House GOP Twitter account put up the performative pro-queer pride logo colors for Pride Month, which is exactly how the camp portrays the first few days. But the longer the campers are there, the more the camp's horrific and regressive beliefs shine through. And the movie makes pains to show how that their methods do not work, and despite their obsession with queer people preying on kids, they're actually the predators who are trying to target queer people and harm them. That's all suitably infuriating, and Kevin Bacon and company make truly despicable villains. And then the slasher movie starts. And then an entire cabin does an acapella sing-along. Now, over the top and campy fun is a queer movie staple, so I want to be clear that this isn't a critique of that. It's more that the slasher element undermines the terror of the camp, and bonding through a musical number that feels very glee is off in this intense horror movie. About half of the movie works, and then it 
doesn't seemingly know exactly what it wants to do. I think part of this is because they introduced a slasher element, but also didn't want to start killing off queer characters. So it's the staff that starts getting killed off. But that's less cathartic because we don't know that the kids aren't a target. As you can tell, it all gets very messy very fast. As I said, individual performances and moments in this movie are very effective, and I love the general idea behind it. I just wish it made for a more cohesive whole. This has been Scott's Off Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Off Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.